Do you take this woman as your lawful wedded wife? Ooh, yeah! <laughs> oh, no. Place the ring on her finger and repeat after me. With this ring... With this ring... I thee wed... I thee wed... Hello and welcome to With This Ring, episode 53. I'm your co-host Ryan Everett. I'm your co-host Cindy Everett. And this week we'll be discussing love. Aww. (laughs) As we're looking at the 1999 St. Valentine's Day Massacre in your house. Still kind of subtitled in your house. Yeah, that made me think, the 1998 February one, was that just called In Your House? That wasn't called St. Valentine's Day. No, because it wasn't on Valentine's Day. got it. I think they just, they ended up going with No Way Out from 98 through... Of Texas. Well, 98 was No Way Out of Texas. Then, until 2010, the February pay-per-view was always called No Way Out, Hmm. except for this one. Oh, okay. So, I think they liked the No Way Out name, but just since it was actually on... Valentine's Day, they... They didn't really reference the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Well, no, it was just (laughs) a nice way to... Okay, all right. ...to do it. All right. So do you know what you were doing? Valentine's Day 1999? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I was watching this pay-per-view. Okay. Yeah, I didn't didn't have to worry about... Going out. No, I didn't have any any romantic (laughs) plans. You didn't have a lady friend? No, no. 7th grade me wasn't wasn't that hot with the ladies. (laughs) So, but before we actually get to that event, we go back in time and actually a week after the Royal Rumble, it was aired, it was taped two days after the Royal Rumble. Okay. Because they taped, they had the Raw the night after, and then the next night they taped Raw for the next week. But before that, they had a rematch of the Rock Mankind feud in their I believe it's their fifth match now since November. We were talking about that. They've had yes. a lot of matches. Yes, they have. And we will talk about three of them on this podcast alone. Oh, yeah. I forgot we watched the one <laughs> the night after yeah. came back. But, well, the first one we've watched before. This Oh, sorry. The first one, hopefully people can hear yeah. me a little bit better yeah, now. Okay. I was slouched on the couch. <laughs> so the first one we've watched before, but it is the classic uh, Super Bowl halftime yes. match, which is high art. Yes, it really more is. More than wrestling because they are around the entire arena. <laughs> There's different like scenes. You got yes. the kitchen, the catering popcorn, area. You got the office. Yes. You got the yeah, like the buffet. I don't know what to call that. I think it's just catering is what they <laughs> usually call it. It's okay. just where everyone's eating. Got backstage. like or food services or yeah, services. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It ends with. Uh, they're on the loading dock of yes, some sort. they're on the loading dock. Mankind's on the forklift, and he crushes the rock with a pallet. You know, they get some very... That cameraman just jumped up on the pallet and got yeah, shot. Yeah, and <laughs> I guess... They, obviously, they didn't film it like that. Well, they had to film it special, so... Right. In his book, Mick Foley talks about how he didn't even... Like, as he was walking off, they said, oh, they needed one more shot with the rock. And he didn't even know to, know until he watched was watching it on Sunday... <laughs> the the ending and it's added. it's a little bit cheesy, I think. Kind of, yeah. I mean, not that the rest of the right match isn't cheesy, but it kind of put it over the top, I think, for some people. Mm, yeah, I, did, I enjoyed it. Still, I was gonna say, what did yeah. you think? I mean, it was it was 
something you didn't see usually. You didn't see matches during halftime of the Super Bowl. Right. And this is one that trend was, I think the year before was Celebrity Death Match. Oh, I remember the first, that. I think it was yeah. Spice Girls versus Hanson, I think was the first. <laughs> but even then, like, Steve Austin was involved in that. Oh, really? Like, he was a, he advertised, like, promoted that. Spice so. Gotcha. Oh, oh, no. That was my phone is going to play Spice Girls. Spice Girls. <laughs> So yeah, so I think it was it was getting to the point where people did not care about the halftime show at Got the Super it. Bowl. Yep. And a lot of there was a lot of counter programming to it, which before then no one really counter programmed the Super Bowl. Now no one really does that anymore, do they? Except, uh, for, except for Animal Planet. Yeah, and even that's like usually. I mean, that starts right. like they're not really taking a lot of Super yeah. Bowl viewers away. And it's like earlier in the day. It's not that's like true, the Puppy Bowl. You want to watch six hours of puppies <laughs> just running back and forth. <laughs> The Fair cat cheer, cheerleaders. <laughs> and the gerbils and the... Uh, <laughs> I haven't watched that in a long time. No, got, no. I get your point. And yeah, I totally forgot about Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I'm upset. It's on Paramount Plus, but not the early seasons, which no. is when it's good. Right, clearly. So, so yeah, Mankind wins the belt back, though, now. So he's a two-time champ. Mm-hmm. And this, they set up at the pay-per-view, they'll have him match where it's last man standing and so we get to sunday night heat first at, at the the pyramid in memphis mm-hmm. which as we've talked about is many times now, now a bass pro shop. giant bass pro shop and they even have the little oh bass pro shop yeah bass pro there. shop that's crazy i guess i'm very curious how it's configured yeah like there. are there rows of steps all over the place yeah, like, like it's an arena right did they leave it as an arena i don't know i'm Kind of curious about that also. Well, if we ever go to Memphis, yeah, they definitely have to check out the the world's largest. I don't like there when he What year did it become a best pro shop? Uh, let's see. And so it looks like around 2002 it started kind of being. It was a church. Yeah, it was. Well, the annual Church of God and Christ International Holy Convocations were held there. Okay. So I don't know what that means. So in 2001, oh, they started recording it. In 2004, they had the FedEx Forum, which is their main stadium now. Yeah, here they have the little Bass Pro Shop. Oh, yeah. Section. Oh, oh it opened a, in 2015. three-year rumor that there would be a Bass Pro Shop. And then it didn't, yeah, it didn't open for... Oh, they have an archery range, a shooting range, and a laser arcade. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it looks like okay. a giant. Yeah, I think they just, it looks like they totally leveled yeah, like everything inside. in there and yeah, just held it. the frame. Yeah, just kept the pyramid. Yeah. Okay, well, back when it was an arena. Yes, back when it was an arena in 1999. And uh, so he, no match is really of note, but we do have segments where Mick Foley's trainer, Dominic Danucci, comes in. Yep. The old Italian WWE mid-carter. And he wants to make sure that Mick knows all the tricks for tonight, including he wants him to hit a drop kick because he thinks that'll really knock the rock out. <laughs> and then he also brings his good friends, former WWF champions Bob Backlund and the Iron Sheik. Yep. And they are giving their own uh, words of expertise, including the Iron Sheik doing his Iranian club demonstration, which is how he actually worked out. It was like these really? two huge 40-pound clubs that like you just like twirled around with yeah that's like i guess something they do in iran supposedly 
Well, he does it. Yes, he does it at least, and he is Iranian. So, so therefore, all Iranians know how to do it. <laughs> Obviously. And then Bob Backlund's big thing was he always ran up steps at like the Harvard buildings or something. Mm-hmm. So he wanted McFoley to run up the steps at. That's there, yeah. In the back. And as a pallet, you know, it's just yeah, just you know, randomly on steps. On the steps. Yep. And of course, the rock comes out and hits him with. I think it's either a garbage can or like a. I think it's the pallet, the wood pallet. He well, no, I think first he hits him with like a metal container and then smashes it against the pallet. That's right. So yeah, he attacks him and weakens the leg, which will affect you in the last man standing match. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So then we get to the pay per view proper. Mm-hmm. And it starts with a great Ugh, no. gold dust versus blue dust match. Yeah, why? You know, I don't know. And this is like, this is where Vince Russo's like half explained booking really kicks up in the notches with like everyone has something going on in the mid card, but some of it's ridiculous. Okay. Like all this. So El Snow was the leader of the job squad. And he had head, and Goldust stole head. Then the Blue Manie stole head back for Al Snow because he was friends with Al Snow. Okay. And then he became Blue Dust for some reason, and Goldust beats him in three minutes. And yep, and his like ring attire is very janky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was kind of like he was one of those guys that EC. He was in ECW for a while. Okay. And ECW kind of they always say that they like. To, uh, showed accentuate the positives okay. of guys who might not be that talented and Blumini is one of those guys gotcha. that worked in the ECW world but they didn't like explain him or anything when he came to WWF. He's just a big fat guy with blue hair. Yeah. It's like Need a little bit more than that. Yeah, it wasn't really planned out and it just kind of now he's some big blue naked guy on a couch. What is going on? Right, right. Yeah, his ring gear was like very see-through. Yeah, like, he see all the. Yeah, usually he wore face. like the cut-off jeans and a cut-off t-shirt, but now it was he was going for the gold dust look apparently. But mm-hmm. did not work. No. Well. Yeah, nothing to really say about that. Yeah, not exactly a hot opener to no. get the crowd excited. Yeah, seriously. And then next, speaking of Al Snow, we have <laughs> a hardcore match to fulfill the vacant hardcore title, and it is. Al Snow and again one of his former Job Squad crewmates. Yeah, I never crewmates. Heard of this guy, or if I hadn't ever paid attention to him. Bob Holly. Bob he Holly, was. Yeah. He first came in. He's been around since '94. He came in as uh, Sparky Plug, where he was a race car driver. Okay. And that was his gimmick, and shockingly, he didn't become a main eventer with this. No. No, no. He kind of just languished in the mid low <laughs> lower mid card for a while, and then. He kind of got a little bit of a push the year before with the new Midnight Express, but that didn't end up lasting too long. And then he just kind of floated around until El Snow formed the Job Squad. And then he joined that and kind of had a few matches, a few more matches. But then the night before, El Snow was talking about how he wanted a hardcore title match because he was supposed to face the Road Dog, but the Road Dog got busted for or was sent to rehab for cocaine oh really yeah so he was no longer oh, the hardcore t- champion that's where he's been yes yeah, so that title is vacant kind of wonder what's going on and they just kind of have these two guys wrestle to cl- crown a new champ oh 
And how did you feel about this one? I think I said that it was like the poor man's version of the mankind. Yeah, it's rock one. This is kind of like the template for the hardcore title match where it's a lot of brawling, a lot of going out of the ring, out of the arena. Yeah. But also like 10 minutes, like not as grand as the empty arena match. Right. I mean, they end up like literally in the Mississippi River. Yes. Yeah. Because the fire extinguisher is funny and then they kind of go into the crowd and they go into the concourse. Yes. And then next thing you know. There will be lots of that the rest of the year. I will tell you in all the hardcore title matches. Fair enough. I said they're doing okay. Not the same panache as the rock. No, no. They're like, yeah. They, yeah, they can't hold those characters. Yeah. But some good stiff shots. and Yeah. It ends, yeah, if you're holding a show on the banks of the Mississippi River. you got to jump in the Mississippi River. Someone's got to go like in the Mississippi River. It, yeah. yeah, it was not a very, <laughs> very well-conditioned uh, part of no, the river. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is that. And then next we have the big boss man versus Midian in the, the burgeoning yes. corporation versus Ministry of Darkness feud. Yep. Where I guess. Yeah, the Undertaker who's a heel is feuding with Vince McMahon, who's also oh, a heel. I was gonna say it's so multiple heel factions yes. now. Yes. Because that's not confusing at all. I was gonna say, yeah, you gotta keep it simple for the folks, the people. So yeah, it's the big boss man is I mean in reality he's like number six on the pecking order of the corporation, but yeah. everyone else is in much more important things going on, so, so he gets sent out. He gets sent out to do this and yeah, it's a lot Six minutes is way too long for this match. Yes. I, I said it was dragging, boring. Yeah, it's not good. The and boss man, yeah. Yeah, luckily, eventually the boss man gets put into the hardcore division, which is kind of more his speed at this point in his career, and not eight-minute matches with Midian, who shouldn't be having eight-minute matches, period. No, no. Yeah, I'm just kind of pops out at the end. Yep, yep. And so the boss man wins within the ministry. The ministry attacks him, yes, yeah. Because again, the corporation doesn't really care about this feud yet. It ramps up a little bit as Got we it. get going, but right now, it's like not important. I mean, Vince McMahon's facing Steve Austin in a cage. That's much more important to him than yeah, yeah the under, whether the Undertaker or whether Big Boss Man could beat Old Phineas Godwin. <laughs> so then we have a tag but title. Is Phineas match. Godwin is a real name? No, that was him and they were. He was Phineas Godwin, and there was Henry Godwin. Oh, it was like the... The f- pig the, farmers. That's right. That's yeah. right. Never mind. Yeah. from Yeah, they were early 98. Yep. I can't remember that. And okay. so now next is a tag team title match. And this is... We have new tag champs. Okay. We didn't see the titles defended at the Rumble, but Ken Shamrock and the Big Boss Man were the champs. Okay. And then they lose them on Raw the night after the Royal Rumble uh. to Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett. Who are helped by a black blue blazer to win the belts? Who? The blue blazer, which will oh. unfortunately come. It had been, he had been like sneaking around, like show, Owen Hart oh, was okay. dressing up as him again. That got it. But then there was a black guy that dressed up as a blue blazer. That's right. <laughs> and Owen Hart was like, obviously that wasn't me. I told you I wasn't the blue blazer. So that's right. Well, okay, Kai, we, we've watched that. There've been a, touched upon. Yeah, the I mean blue the. That's right. December pay-per-view when Deborah was stripping That's right. the Blue Blazer, which is, in that one, it's clearly Owen Hart. Like, you can see half his face <laughs> is covering her up. But yeah, so the Blue Blazer is kind of in, like, in the background for a while, and he okay. helps them win the tag titles. Obviously. And they take on D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Owen and Jeff Jarrett have Deborah, and D'Lo nice. and Mark Henry have... This person that they brought in the night before as oh, a new really? debut is Ivory. Okay. And she, uh, her most, 
she was a wrestler. Hadn't been for a while, though, because her big time in wrestling was as one of the stars of Glow. Oh, nice. In the early 80s. Or not er, late 80s. Late 80s, yeah. And I don't think she really wrestled between Since. that. Like, yeah, 86, she started in Glow. Yeah, and she had one match, it seems like, in between Glow and the WWF. Yeah, 1995, she took a hiatus from wrestling for five years. And then they they brought her back. Hey, all right. Needed work. Yeah. as well. Fine. And so, yeah, a little back and forth match here. I think Owen and Jeff Jarrett are a good enough team that. And then here with D.L. Brown. I was going to say, D.L. Brown did a good job. Not a lot of Mark Henry. He was injured. I I commented on that, yeah. And I think he only, he comes in like just at the very end. Right. And gets a. I think he has a huge brace on his leg. Yeah. And he has true. a guitar broken over the leg and then the figure four put on. And he ends up going away for a couple of months now with him. Okay. Some minor knee surgery. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of telling when he's only in it at the very end and right. has a huge knee brace on. Right, yeah. That's true. That's true. So it's fine. Yeah, he taps out. Owen Jeff Lynn. Fine. But yeah, D'Lo Brown's good. Yeah, yeah. D'Lo Brown is really hitting his stride here, I think, is... And he's getting pretty over with the crowd also. He's mm-hmm. finally ditched the nation music. Right. And he's lost his chest protector. Yes. And I, the pectoral injury finally, finally healed. healed. Yeah, that was, that was a long one. Yeah, I guess, you know, it, I sometimes guess you just here. need some time and become a crowd favorite. Yeah. It heals your pec. Yeah. True. Yeah, exactly. When, when the look is, <laughs> when you're over, you can kind of change your look. Yeah. Your chest protector. Fair enough. Oh, so then, man. next... So this and, is like Billy Gunn's guest rapping because he's his partner's got out of commission. For yeah, bit. yeah, and they have also kind of been. Yeah, that's true. Slowly fading matches. away into their singles roles, and then, so yeah, and this at this point, we're what one, two, three, four, I guess four matches, and it's like maybe fifty minutes into the pay per view. It is very yeah quick going with these four first four matches, and then it's really to the last four matches to carry. Carry the load. Yeah, true. So with that, we have, like as you said, Billy Gunn is a special guest referee in an icy title match with Val Venus, who is with Ryan Shamrock. Oh, right. Obviously, Ken, Ken Shamrock's sister. Of course. Quote, unquote, sister. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, Val and Ken Shamrock, it's an okay match, I would say. It's fine. There's the no- moment where Ryan Shamrock breaks up Ken- Ken's pinfall attempt. That's right. So he rolls to the outside and very audibly tells her to slap him in. Yeah. Lo and behold, she slaps him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, slap me. Yeah, yeah he, he was not great. He, he has a few times where he is caught very loudly yelling spots what to do and stuff. <laughs> I think he had never really learned that nuanced part. The inside voice. Yes. Well, maybe she didn't either. Well, they, well, they rehearsed that with her or no? I mean, they not probably really. would have said, yeah, you're going to slap him, but. She probably could have looked at his face and yeah. ceiling slapped me really loud. It was good. It was getting a little long. Yeah, it's a his little... Kind of kind of getting a little repetitive for me. Yeah. Um, I do like the ending, though. Yeah, the ending is nice where Billy Gunn gets involved, obviously. Well, yeah, because Kenshaw gets up. He pisses him off. So yeah. So Billy Gunn a super quick count. Fa- yeah. Like a fake count, essentially. Right. But enough that the referee's decision is final. Mm-hmm. Cannot, cannot overrule that, so... Val Venus is the new Intercontinental Champion and off to film another movie maybe with Ryan Obviously. Shamrock. Yes. But Ryan, like, 
She really dated Ken Shamrock in real life, you were saying. Right? I think, it, well, first she was just brought in. Right. And then as she was around, they started Hanging hooking out. up. Kind of weird to hook up with your sister. Yes. But... Named, who's named after your son. <laughs> really? Yes. He has a son named Brian Shamrock, mm. I believe. Okay. Well, what's, what's her real name, do you know? Uh, I could find out. It's Alicia Webb. Alicia yeah. Webb. All right. No. Hasn't done much. No, well... What you do after post WWE? Uh, just like independent shows, basically. Got it. And she was in WCW for a minute, but. Oh, she managed X Pac. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. No. All right. Really? It was fine. Yeah. And then our next match is. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it tells you your oh, your gosh, thoughts sorry. on it yeah. and. So the night after the Rumble, China turned on DX. Yep. And she said that she was always disrespected and not given enough chance to shine and the corporation would be the group for her now mm. and help hold her up on the pedestal. Okay. I mean, she also doesn't have a lot of charisma. So no. Whatever group she's in, she's not going to be doing a lot of speaking. She's going to need a group around her. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. She's just kind of like stares like that. Yeah. Can't really do a lot of the time. Well, now she's more wearing silver though than black, so that's oh, her big—that's oh. that's her big character change. <laughs> that's a big change. Yeah, the no Dula, more DX shirts. Dula takes her yeah, his takes... chest protector off and trying to change this from black to silver. Yes, and all right. As she's in the corporation, she starts to form a real, non non romantic, but a relationship with Kane specifically, okay. and kind of decides to have him attack DX for her. Got it. Namely, Triple H and X Pac, and. And rather the week before, they have a cage match between Kane and uh, Triple H and China, X Pac, and Shane McMahon all get involved. Uh, Shane McMahon gets involved in this one also. He's yeah, down he's at really ring. He's doing the inside. ring announcing at first. Yeah, that's not good. And then he gets up. Of course, decides to call Jerry Lawler Kingfish every twenty seconds. He's there. Well, it's either that or X Punk. Yeah, I think yeah. I, he like really drove that one. A yeah, too hard. he. Well, it's only getting started. Trust me. Oh, great. He has a shirt that does that eventually. Oh, jeez. This wasn't that funny of a name. Yeah, it's not that good. No. And this the... match is very long. Yeah. Yeah, 15 minutes. Oh, my gosh, really? Well, 14.46. Yeah, but... Triple, yeah, Triple H and X-Pac versus Kane and Jim. Yeah. I mean, X-Pac's clearly the best wrestler. Yeah, by, by far. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. like, these two, the last two matches, both of them are right around 15 minutes. That is kind of... A little too long for both of them, I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, you look at the times for the show, and it's... I mean, obviously, Mankind <coughs> Rock has the longest. Right. And Austin McMahon isn't that long, but it, that's not counting all, all the pre-match before. stuff. Oh, so okay. it's only when they both Blue are in the room. Yeah, well, yeah so that's like 10 minutes the, of action say, beforehand. Yeah, you can't. you got to count the whole... From, like, the minute, like, Austin Comes emerges in, yeah. to the curtain, right? Yeah, but, yeah, these two matches, it's kind of, like, it's good that they're having longer matches, but they're not quite there as far as the talent is necessary. Because here, I mean, China gets in and wrestles. She but, actually she has more spots than I thought she'd get. Yeah, but it's still more of, like, Kane with China versus mm-hmm. these two guys. It's not nice. really a true tag team match. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is what it is. Shane McMahon gets involved twice, I believe. And it ends with uh, Kane chokeslamming Triple H and China getting the pinfall right. on him to kind of earn her revenge yeah. for being wronged. 
supposedly. Yeah, yeah Shane like runs out. Yeah, I think involved. he. I think X Pac chases him to the back. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the wheels kind of start to come off that one a little bit. Yeah. But so it goes. And then we get to our big world title match. Yes. The Rock versus Mankind. Again, mm-hmm. this is the fourth time we've seen it on pay per view and the third time it hasn't been the main event. Yeah, that's kind of silly. <laughs> Well, Steve Austin's like a star in the company. True, so. yeah. I mean, I think The Rock ended up okay. They all ended up Yeah, yeah, The Rock turned out okay. I also feel like, I mean, The Rock's character is kind of like, but he doesn't seem like he's that egotistical of a person, is he? Or was he upset that Steve Austin No, he was fine with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, Probably what's good for the company is good for him, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's is one of the less selfish diva, guys. Diva-ish guy. Who's the biggest diva at this time? Uh... They really didn't have too many people. Steve Austin would, like, argue things, but it wasn't like, I don't want to do that. It would be like, no, this is stupid, and here's why. Why? Got it. But, yeah, this at this point, this was that was, like, kind of the, one of the big things separating the WWF and WCW. WCW had all the big egos, like Hulk Hogan oh, and Kevin yeah. Nash, who yep. were not... Kevin Nash? Really? Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, all right. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, I can see. Yeah. Have a big ego. That does not surprise me at all. And That's going to shut down our podcast or slander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not saying anything about how it's different penis sizes or whatnot. Oh, okay, I'm not going to touch that one. Well, Hulk Hogan has a different penis size than Terry Bollea. Really? He, oh. he argued this in court. There's He said this under oath. Oh, okay. Well, so I, that's, I'm just repeating what he said. <laughs> all right, that sounds like a different podcast. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, back to Mankind Anyways, and the Rock. Yeah. So, last man standing match, which these matches could tend to get a little boring, especially with the counts, but this one actually yeah, one keeps up good. a pretty good pace. A lot of, yeah, a lot of big moves, and then like, the rock starts singing. Yes, yeah. Well, a couple moves up like on the announcer table. They go through an announcer's table, and they go through the table, like the table that just happened to be set up. Obviously. In an area where there was no Front crowds table, or anything, yeah. yeah. It did have stuff on it, though, so it was being used... So As an actual table at one point. like Secondary purpose. I think like all the Gatorade and oh, stuff yeah. was on there for like the crew. Well, not anymore. Nope. So, yeah, but then the ending. Lame. Yeah, it was kind of... I mean, they they wanted to get to a match, the match the next night. And they oh, okay, figured the yeah. best way to do it was just to have a double knockout. And I mean, if you're going to do it, I guess that's probably the best way to do it with them both hitting each other with a chair. Right. But it's just kind of like after that match, you want some sort of finality. Yeah. You have to wait for the next night. Yeah. This, I mean, this was a big time where a lot of things are turned into Raw tomorrow to see oh, the okay. conclusion. and. Got it. They like intentionally put some cliffhangers in there. Yes. Yeah. All right. And then finally, we do get Steve Austin versus Mr. McMahon mm-hmm. in the steel cage match in the winner. Well, if Steve Austin wins, he'll go to WrestleMania to face The Rock. And Vince McMahon, when he gets to choose the Rock's opponent for got WrestleMania, it. so got it, got it. And yeah, so to start off, it's big game of cat and mouse. Is yeah, it's supposed McMahon. to be a cage match, and they made a big deal, like you just run around, and so what does Vince start doing? Is running around, right? Yeah, so and the match never starts because it has to have both men in the ring with the cage door closed for him to start. So Austin tries to climb in, and Vince like runs out the door, then. Mm-hmm. Vince climbs out and Steve Austin's trying to climb in and da 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 da. Yeah, it goes on for a while. They fight the into the crowd. The crowd's not. Yeah, the, the crowd is going crazy for this, so yeah. that's why this is the main event. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
And so they get to the point where Vince McMahon, oh, Steve Austin jumps off the, like, five feet off the cage and pretends that he blew out his knee. Oh, that's right. And Vince McMahon gets close to him and Austin starts attacking him. And then Vince McMahon tries to climb into the ring. And at the very top, Steve Austin bangs his head against the cage and Vince falls and cracks. It, like, lands, I think he said in an interview, like, his butt cheeks went straight into the middle of the table. Oh, really? Oh. Uh, breaks open. Jeez. The table, not his butt, butt cheeks. Butt cheeks, right. But, I broke my butt. <laughs> yes, I broke my butt. I need a new butt. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a lot of back and forth. That's, I mean, I think they do a good job of incorporating the cage, but it's got to be t- tough to, like, quote-unquote wrestle a guy, like, hanging from the Right, like, yeah. The I mean, it's kind of... Yeah, it wasn't so, like a great technical match. No, it wasn't. Was not and, what I was yeah, I mean that's what the whole thing was sold on. Steve Austin is going to make Vince McMahon suffer and bleed, and yep, yeah, yeah and so sure. at first, so it looks like that's the end of the match before it starts. As Vince mm-hmm. McMahon's getting stretchered out, yep, and Austin cut, starts yelling at people. He says, "Hey, jackass, that's you and the windbreaker." Oh yeah, <laughs> can is he still breathing? Yes. Then the match isn't over, and he. Drags the stretcher, yeah. throws the stretcher into the oh, cage. I love that too. And then throws Vince McMahon into the ring and just starts annihilating him. And twice he could walk out, but Vince McMahon gives him the finger both times. That's right. So he comes back in and attacks him again. Just win the match if you want to beat up Vince McMahon instead. Yeah, I think Vince McMahon gets one like desperation low blow, but yeah. not a lot of offense for him. And no. He is busted wide open eventually. Yep. Yep. And then when it looks like it's Steve Austin's match to win, the ring opens underneath oh, the Oh, that's r- right. Popping out is the big shit. Yep. Paul White. What's yes. he called? But, so, yeah, how does he just... How, so, he did WCW for since 95, including a match where he was thrown off the roof by Hulk Hogan. Oh, that's right. After a, a sumo <laughs> monster truck match, as oh, one yeah. does. That's where he was in that. We should yeah. watch that one again. <laughs> that's so stupid. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then, so he'd been in WCW since that, like, since his debut until January of 99. And it was, like, in, in like, the middle of 1998, everyone knew when his contract's up, he's going to WWF. It was not, like, I mean, it wasn't technically tampering. Okay. But it was wide known that he was going to go to I assume they all sign, like, non-competes if they're, like, pretty He didn't even non-compete, though, because he, I think the contract... You the nine ten pizza are more when you're released. Gotcha. If your contract yeah. runs out, you're usually free you to want, go. Yeah. And yeah, I mean his last nitro was I believe January eleventh. So four weeks oh. later, he showed up. Got it. Took a nice vacation. Yeah, took a little break and came. Yeah, and here he's just Paul White. They tried to go with the big nasty at first. Ugh. Yeah, and then, luckily after saying that, after Michael Cole saying that like twenty times. A segment that he'd appear. They're like, yeah, this is not a good name. No. And eventually they go with... They do settle the big on the big show by WrestleMania. Okay. And for a while it's the big show, Paul White. Uh, and then eventually they just kind of phase out that's the Paul White. Yeah. Five, five different words. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the big show, Paul White. Okay. Busts through, starts attacking <laughs> Steve Austin and... Vince McMahon yells at him to throw him into the cage. Uh, and he does. And as he does, the cage, Steve Austin lands against the cage, kind of catches himself. 
And as he does this, the cage busts open, taking out the referee in the oh, that's process, right. who was probably un- doing some sort of gotcha. locking to right, make, it, the cage fall apart. make it fall <laughs> apart. And Steve Austin slowly rides it out and oh yeah, like realizes he's out of the cage and just jumps down and gets the win. Yeah, he just kind of swings on it like a big door. Yep. Yep, he has a nice little ride and takes it. Does the ref know, like, okay, after Big Show shows up? Yeah, I'm sure, like, like, as soon as he teared it up and he would start, like, undoing the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was probably, like, holding it until Steve Austin got thrown into it. And then just let go. Oh, yeah, and then he swoops, swung right open and hopped out. Hopped out. And so Vince McMahon is, like, crying in a puddle of his own blood. The Big Show is seething and Steve Austin is victorious, but kind of wary of this new seven-foot giant that is the the giant from wcw but Um, obviously you can't use that that was his name yes okay trademarked the name so got it so then we did go to the we watched the next night on raw so it starts with Shawn michaels as commissioner coming out oh yeah and he announces that at wrestlemania the main event will be champion mankind defending against the number one contender steve austin so they both come out and they have a little Mutual admiration, like, I respect you, but I'm going to beat you. Mm-hmm. And then Vince McMahon, along with The Rock and Paul White, come out on top of the stage. And That's right, Vince yeah. has the neck brace and, like, a huge bandage on to really sell it. Laying on a little thick, yeah. And uh, first announces that Paul White will be the guest referee at WrestleMania in the main event. And then The Rock is able to goad Mankind into one more Yo, title yeah, match. Yep. For a ladder match for the yes, title. This time's a ladder match. And yes. yeah, I think we were talking about, which I didn't realize they would like set it up in the beginning and then make sure that the, yeah. the actual match yeah. to the end. And actually, coming off of that, when you were talking about who's the biggest diva, <laughs> even though he's not wrestling at the time, it's definitely Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. Because he is supposedly, it was set up that it would be Rock versus Mankind versus Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Oh. But. But Shawn Michaels was like adamant that it could not be, you could not have a triple threat match for the main, the oh, main event needed to be a one on one match. Yeah. And he was actually arguing it should be Steve Austin versus Mankind because Shawn Michaels did not like The Rock. Oh, really? Yes. Because The Rock was friends with Bret Hart. Oh. And the whole thing. By that, association. Yes. So by extension, yeah. There was, there have been times like, in 2005, I think there was a chance that they could have done Rock versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, and The Rock was like, no. Really? So he kind of okay. ended up sticking it back at him. Got it. Got it. Okay. But eventually, Vince McMahon decided he did want two men, but Mick Foley was not. was the odd man out, unfortunately. Got it. Got it. So they have a ladder match. Yeah, well, Steve Austin and The Rock are pretty much the number one and number two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Point. I mean, Mankind was kind of like, Someone that I think they were never going to have him win the title. I think he was just going to be like the placeholder, and then he just got so hot that they kept it going. Kept it going, yeah. Yeah, like this. People like this. Let's keep doing this. Yeah, I don't think in November they figured, okay, he's going to main event against the Rock at every pay per view (laughs) and three Raw matches and a Super Bowl halftime show. Right. Yeah, they must have gotten along pretty well together to keep. Yeah. Yeah. Reactions, obviously. So yeah, no one from the Generation X is making it up. No. Yeah, not yeah. Triple H is on the cusp, but he's kind of there's. I mean, there's really 
Austin, The Rock, are the or Austin and Mankind are the top two faces, and then there's a valley yeah, of who's next. And also, you have like all the different shades of gray. Like the Undertaker's fighting Vince McMahon, but he's also like the devil, so he right. can't be a good guy. <laughs> can't vote for it. Can't root for him. Too right? Him. Yeah. yeah but, yep. So well, then, but then Steve Austin's the guest referee. Guest commentator. Guest commentary, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But you don't really need to rough that much for the ladder match. Good Just point. kind of say, that guy won. Yeah. Like, that's one where the ring announcer could probably handle it on their own. True. True. But, yeah, then the big show comes out again. Yep. And takes out McFoley. Yeah, so. with quite the, quite the choke slam from the top of the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they made sure to... I mean, this was his first, you know, a lot more people watch Raw than the pay-per-view. Right. So this was his first yeah. viewing to many people, and they made sure to make him look like a killer. Yep. And mankind helps with that, like just totally going up for that choke slam off the ladder. Yep. Yeah. Tough. And then with mankind out, the Rock is able to easily just kind of climb up, up the ladder, claim his title, and then of course Steve Austin comes out and. Gives them a stunner to right. start yeah, their place, yeah, like, and start the feud. Yeah, like the feud had been Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon, and now it's more specifically the top two got wrestlers. It. Got it, got it. And then yeah, and there's a and the post attitude edition where the camera stopped rolling. Oh. They show quite a extended sequence of Steve Austin drinking beer and oh, beating up right. the yeah. rock. <laughs> Yeah. I think he gives him like eight more stunners and right. drinks ten okay. more beers and yeah, my man kind of gets in on the yeah he gets, uh, too. gets he a gets a mandible claw and the, yeah this is when uh, the Rock is totally into overselling the stunner with oh yeah the full really... backward flip into yeah. it yeah yeah he flops yes good well I mean it's the stunner it's gonna have that effect on some people oh it's gonna stun you yeah well first you hop up into the air and flop back <laughs> then you're stunned yes <laughs> so we're on to wrestlemania though now and it's oh, really? WrestleMania was in march yeah march oh. end of march okay so there yeah it's six weeks because it's middle of february right, to valentine's yes it's yes. gotcha and then yeah and it's set up it's gonna be the rock versus oh, yeah. St- steve austin and everything else will build around that but Coalesce, that is yeah the, the big match that it had to be. I so mean, is Mankind gonna fight at WrestleMania? He is. He will okay. be. He will be. He will be involved. I'm uh. All right. Yeah. I'm uh. Very curious. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So first, maybe let's do the matches first. Okay. I think mm. we're gonna have the same. Oh, well, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, this is a very uneven show. Yes. I think the first one has to be Steve Austin and Vince McMahon. Um, and yeah. I think the second one has to be Rock versus Mankind. Yes. There's not, yeah. Because, like... I wasn't sure how if you'd say Austin versus McMahon, just because it's... I said, it's not I said a, good entertainment, but not a good match. Yeah, I would... I think, yeah. Well, what do you put in for yours? Same? Yeah. And then the same order also. Okay. I think Rock Mankind is... Both Maybe the better like match, but it, yeah, the ending's not good. And Austin versus McMahon, it would was like it had been built up for eight months or almost a year, really, by really? this point, because yeah. it started right before WrestleMania 14, and now it's so yeah, I agree. And it's yeah, one of the I better. Mean, you can't really give it to the Triple H next fuck match. No, 
Maybe no, the other can maybe the bar can do it. I would say fine. yeah, the tag match is probably the yeah, next third, best. But yep. and then lesser months where we did have a couple like one match was good, and then like you just have to kind of give it to another match. Maybe it would get it, but this time I think there's two. Deep, yeah, clear cut. Had a little bit of bench strength. Okay. Right. And actual ranking, rating. Did I like it more or less or the same as the Royal Rumble? I think I liked it about the same. So seven? Same put it as seven. All right. Yeah. How about you? I liked it a lot more than the Royal Rumble. Okay. Because <laughs> the Royal Rumble was pretty low for me. I'll go 7.5. Just because it had... The two good matches it had were like the last hour of oh, a two and a half hour yeah, pay-per-view. Okay. So it's kind of like... Percentage-wise. Yeah. Nice, most quality time on screen. Exactly. That sounds like one of those like made-up baseball stats. Yeah. Vorp. Uh... <laughs> Vince, what? Well, Vorp is Vorp? value over replacement player. Okay. We'll come up with an arrest. I'm trying to think of it. Arrest an acronym. <laughs> yeah. All right, for next time. Yeah, we'll, we'll come to our Sabermetrics wrestling <laughs> next time. Cool. So, real quick, do you think they could have done Rock vs. Mankind for the title at WrestleMania and Steve Austin vs. Vince? It just kind of like pushed everything from this pay-per-view back a month. Do you think Austin vs. McMahon could have worked As at a... WrestleMania? It's like same match even, let's say. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I was just it's something that's been talked about. Well, in the years since twenty five years ago, yeah. so I don't think it's gonna. It's not gonna happen. Well, there, there's decision. plenty of reasons it's not gonna happen. Right. Most of all is the the man who is very bloody in this pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're I mean, we're talking point. about the Mr. McMahon character. We're not throwing any roses at the man himself. Exactly. Right. This exactly. is the first time we've recorded since. Oh yeah. The yep. lawsuit came out. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it definitely had enough buzz. And yeah. Like, well, you said they've been done the anticipation for like a year. Yeah. So they could have. They could have done it. Or even. Six more weeks. Or even done a thing where like it's Steve Austin versus The Rock and it's like the beginning of the show. And then at the end, they have the Vince McMahon match where like he's going to take matters into his own hands and yeah. still gets killed. Right. Yep. All right. So yeah. Well, so we'll get to... to consider. But I guess if you're having a pay per view, you might as well. But this did have two pretty big matches. Yeah, and for, for an off month, for not. Yeah, exactly. WrestleMania is going to sell. They kind of blew their load on this. So they'll that have as much as they could here. Yeah. Got it. You know, wrestling fans aren't going to have anything to do on Valentine's Day. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Doubt. Good show. I, I liked it. And now we're on the, the road to WrestleMania is no more pit stuffs. Okay. Or straight well, on through. We'll probably watch a couple. Well, yeah, we'll watch a little. <laughs> so there's some, some, speed there's some bumps. stops. Yeah. There's some stops on the road to yes. WrestleMania. But no, it should be good. Yep. Looking forward to it. So finally we get number one and number two. Yeah, this Austin is definitely, the... this has been building since, like at the end of Survivor Series. Right. You knew it's going to somehow be. The Rock be... joined the corporation. Right. The Rock okay. is Steve Austin is going to be the. It's going to happen. Yeah. Cool. All right, we'll see you next time. All right, bye.